Welcome to Caveman Media. Four douchebags talking about whatever they want to talk about. All right. Here we go. Connor's dog needs to chill out. This is Caveman Media <laughs> Podcast. Welcome in. Big, 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 big show today. A big one. A uh, uh, huge one. Big one. It's two-time Super Bowl champion Jeff Reed, former Pittsburgh Steeler, on the podcast right here, right now. You're about to take a listen. This is the Caveman Media Podcast. Drew's here. Matt's here. That's right, John John. Four douchebags here today. <laughs> the number is right today. Not, not three. Four douchebags on the show today. Um, And like I said, big show today. We're going to play the interview for you guys to get started. And then we got more after that. So stay tuned. And uh, Connor's here. Cody's here. And Jeff Reed's here. Here you guys go. Two-time Super Bowl. Jeff Reed. All right. Here we go. Welcoming on to the podcast. He went undrafted out of the University of North Carolina. Signed with the Saints. Would go on to play eight seasons with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Two-time Super Bowl champion, Jeff Reed. Hey, Jeff Reed. Welcome to the podcast. How you doing, brother? Hey, what's going on, my guys? Thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely, man. We are so excited for this interview, first of all. We truly appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us for a little bit. Uh, first off, what's it, what's, the, what's it like post-NFL career? What are you doing these days? Heard you broke your back last year. What's up with that? Yeah, that's uh, it's never something you want to tell anybody. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> um, things happen whether you're old or not old or getting older, um, you know, it's just, you never know until, I mean, I've, pain is one thing I can tolerate, but, uh, you know, when you break your back, it's a, that's a whole new level there. I didn't even know if I'd be able to move my left leg again. Uh, so that's pretty scary. I was actually on December 22nd or the 21st, one of those days, it'll be a year. Um, and it's still not right. It's still broken, but, um, you know, I can walk. Um, I can't sit too long. I can't stand too long. I can't go and do a crazy CrossFit workout or anything. Not that I would be doing that anyway, but <laughs> I, can't, you know, I can't, I can't do that uh, because I will throw it out again. And the thing about it is it's going to stay broken unless I get a rod put in it. And uh, ultimately that's not my goal. You know, I'd love to have kids and a wife one day and um, I'd love to pick my kids up. If I do have them. So I don't think uh, in any, I've never heard a whole lot of positive things about a back surgery so um yeah, same i'm holding off i mean i have some numbness in my left leg i have some issues but you know what man i can walk and um i'm, I'm a blessed individual and very fortunate um to be alive and uh, you know you know these crazy times you never know what's going to happen next so i'm not going to sit here and complain to you on a podcast but what i will say is i there's a lot of little things i'm doing to make a dollar which is not you know and it's literally a dollar but it's more to help people um with health, nutrition and weight loss and health uh, products and CBD and stuff like that. But, you know, I picked up a, when this whole pandemic started, man, I picked up. I thought I was always good at it, but I never really played enough because, you know, it's like golf. If you don't play it, you're going to stink. And uh, and I'm not good at golf, so that's not a challenge. But to anyone, <laughs> um, but cornhole, I, I feel like I'm oh. trying to get on that. I'm trying to get on that Johnsonville uh, tour. man. <laughs> we just we just hosted a cornhole tournament over the summer. Yeah, see if I, yeah, head to head, I, I you know I, I trust myself. But if I if I if, if you got partners, I got to be able to pick my partner because I have a few guys that I played with. Shoot, since all this stuff uh, shut down, man, and we did it twice a week um, until they started working again, and uh, we just did it this past uh, past weekend, and I still got it, man. You know, if I had more practice, I'd really be good. I mean, I don't know how these do. I mean, 
I'm obviously not going to be on that tour because some of the stuff they do is ridiculous. But I think if they had a celebrity kind of um, uh, cornhole tournament, I, I think I'd be in, at least in top five. I might win it. NFL alumni cornhole tournament, Jeff Reed winner, right? Yeah, because, you know, it's like doesn't matter how old you are, how beat up you are, as long as you can move your arm, then you can play cornhole. Hell there we yeah. go. So, so I figured that I might as well. We, we have a little crew called the Good Guys. And uh, we even got cornhole boards made for it. I mean, we they say the professional. Who knows? Uh, we did get the professional bags because if you go to Walmart or something, those bags are awful to trash. throw. They go about trash. They go about two feet, and then the wind takes them. But you know, it, it's just something fun. It's something uh, you know. I'm always going to be a competitor. So I say to answer your question, very uh, long-winded. Um, that's that's my new thing, man. Cornhole. I need. I, I like. I like talking smack. I like competing. Uh, uh, I yeah. compete every day with myself in life, but you know when it comes to something like that, man, it's something that I take pride in, and I will uh, certainly play the best of. Hell yeah! So Jeff, uh, just a couple months ago, I came across a video you made on YouTube called "The Day in the Life of an NFL Kicker." <laughs> what, what, what inspired that? And and I, I mean, I probably laughed the whole video. It, it was hilarious. Well, I, like the couple, the producers on there, Amadeo and my man, uh, a couple of my boys. Uh, actually, they reached out through a, through a friend of a friend and said, would you like to do this? And we're going to see maybe it'll take off and turn into a bigger spoof and you may get paid for it down the road. Or, And I said, I don't know what the hell y'all are talking about, but shoot, I'm up for anything. And um, so, I mean, thank goodness I've lost 25 pounds since that video because I didn't <laughs> realize how fat I was. But, um, but the one thing I will say is these guys are actors, they're comedians, they're, they're you know, New York and Pittsburgh and all over. Like they're not just guys that think they know what they're doing. They do know what they're doing. So they, they taught me a lot of things and I didn't realize how hard I was. A, that was July 4th about shoot. What was that? Probably 2018. I, I feel like, but I don't know. You know, I feel like it's been out for two years, but maybe just a year. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right on. But, uh, but anyway, man, it was just something they, and I thought I was going to be able to read lines and they have me memorize and stuff. And I'm like, man, I'm, I had a pretty good personality, but y'all are killing me. And then I had to eat <laughs> ice cream on a pizza. And, yeah, how was that? You know, I, yeah, actually, that tasted pretty good, but I wouldn't recommend that to anybody that has any kind of heart problems or anything because that's, <laughs> that's definitely not my pregame meal. <laughs> but, you know, it was it was more of a making fun of myself kind of thing and other kickers uh, because, you know, that's, that's what people do anyway, so I might as well do it myself. Right. It, it, I loved it. I loved it. All right, so you got the opportunity to play for the Steelers under both uh, Bill Coward and Mike Tomlin. Tell us a little about those two guys and how they're the same and different in their coaching styles. Uh, both of them are awesome. I don't have negative things to say about either. Um, they both took roles that are very tough. I mean, you got you got grown you got grown ass men. You got kids. You got to put make make a team out of. Um, and you know, it started as I was one of the twenty two year old kids. And, you know, at a level where, yeah, you're getting a paycheck to play a game, but at the same time, it's cutthroat. I mean, it is a, it's a cutthroat business. And then on the flip side of that, you have guys that have four or five kids married, don't really go out a whole lot. And they're, they know, they know their talents. They're going to stick to it. They're going to maintain, they're going to ball out every week unless they're hurt all the time. So um, both of them did great with that. And coach Cower gave my, my first chance. So, I'm a little bit biased to, to him because he gave me my first opportunity. Speaking um, speaking of coward, how many times did he spit on you? Oh man, I, I lost count. You know, I, 
you yeah. know, we joke around in practice, uh, but you know, when it came to the game, he was he was he wanted to play so bad that his and you could tell, and his his, his chin stuck out. Of yeah, I don't course. know how his, he didn't break his jaw. Hey, thank God he yeah, didn't have yeah. to coach well, during COVID, it, though. I think it's permanently broken. <laughs> but uh, nah, but he he was uh, he was great to play for, man. He was the kind of guy that if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're playing not the way you're supposed to be playing. He just kind of left you alone, man. Had a good time with you and let you do your thing. I mean, if you guys were out there BSing and not doing uh, what we're asked to do and not winning games, it got ugly. I mean, but that's that's how a coach should be. You know, and Tomlin came in. Uh, you know, he played in college against James Ferrier, and James Ferrier was one of my teammates. He was coaching the guy he played in college against. Right. That's uh, awesome. Super young guy. And obviously you see the success he's had. So, I mean, and Tomlin was laid back. And, I mean, it took him a little bit of time to get used to the head coaching role and what his players in Pittsburgh would like and, you know, what they weren't used to. And he had to make adjustments like any, anyone would. But, Obviously, you see he's still there, so he's obviously done something right, man. So um, a hell of a job. That's off both of them, and, and he's in a he's at a hell of a organization where you know they're not looking for a new coach every three years. Right. Hey Jeff, word on the street is when you were released by the Steelers, the Bengals called you shortly thereafter. Is that true? And why didn't you take that job? That's uh, yeah. They called me two after two hours after I cleaned my locker out in Pittsburgh, and wow. um, and you know I I honestly and I knew. Uh, Darren Simmons was their special teams coach, and uh, Marvin Lewis was their coach, head coach, and knew both of those guys. I played against them for years. Was very respectful and um, you know awesome people. And I, I straight up told him, I said it has nothing to do with you guys that are Bengals, and I'm used to being with the Steelers. I said um, an opportunity is an opportunity, but if you ask me to play in four days, I won't be ready. I said I, I'm a, I'm totally shocked by this. Um, by getting released. Um, it wasn't my best year I had in my nine seasons, but I wasn't that bad. And uh, I was, you know, I was a franchise and I was a franchise player. And so I, I just, I don't know, man, you know, it's just, they all kind of hit me hard and I needed a week or two to, you know, I think it was about 10 days before I accepted a San Francisco job because I had three other offers after, after Cincinnati. So I only turned them down because I told them it wouldn't be fair to them to have a guy that wasn't mentally focused on playing a football game in four days. Right on. Fair enough. So, Jeff, my next question is, after the Super Bowl, you guys get to do your White House visits. How was the White House visits, and how was it meeting President Bush and President Obama? And and also, one of my favorite photos of you ever is the one you standing next to President Bush just holding up the peace yeah, sign. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, you know, so the with, with Obama, the captains were up front with him, so I was a captain, so I um, – I was placed there um, with Hines and Ben and James Ferry and a couple other guys. Uh, but with Bush, it was just kind of like, however you were in line, that's just where you fall in place. Yeah. And luckily for me, I was right on his shoulder. So um, I don't know how that happened, but they're both cool. I mean, bottom line is it doesn't matter what your party affiliation is. You're meeting a guy that runs a country. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, I mean, so I don't want that damn job. I mean, because – no matter how much you get paid the rest of your life, how good you are, whatever, you always have to have security the rest of your life. And who wants that? Right. You know, like you always, I mean, they always say keep your head on a swivel in life, not just on the field. But who wants who wants to be that person? I mean, hats off to them. But, um, you know, I they were both cool, very cool, both personable. They weren't, they weren't sitting there talking about, you know, foreign affairs and what they deal with on a daily basis. They're talking sports. They're talking. They're talking, uh, you know, they're joking, 
obviously Secret Service isn't joking. Um, that's why <laughs> when I yeah, so I talked to a few of them and um, took pictures with them because I I respect those guys so much. And um, but you know I was I was on that on those uh, you know the little steps taking that picture and I was like I'll throw up a peace sign. You know everybody knows my personality. And as soon yeah. as I put my left hand on his shoulder, like. The Secret Service looked at me like, "Don't do it," you know. <laughs> you know, you know and, it, and it wasn't. I, I didn't even think twice. I'm like, "What? What am I going to do? Tackle the president? I mean, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> no, but they'll but, tackle you." But, yeah, right. And then, I, no, they just shot me. They wouldn't really tackle me. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so you know, it. You know, I kind of gave him that eye, like it's all good. I'm just going to take this picture and keep it moving, kind of look and. <laughs> Um, you know, afterwards they were joking, like, did you see us? And I said, absolutely. And I, and I totally forgot where I was cause I was just trying to be a friend with the, because we won the Super Bowl, but really we're with the guy that runs the country. So this is pretty cool. Yeah. So that's how that went. Uh, who was your go-to teammate? Someone you were hanging out with, partying with, whatever you guys were doing, who was it? And then do you stay in contact with any of your former teammates? Yeah, so uh, well, I'm always I was always tight with my I, I played with a lot of punters and, and who were my holders. Um, always tight with the quarterback. Um, always tight with the snapper, offensive lineman. You know, because they protected my butt, so I didn't get totally destroyed <laughs> by those guys coming up the middle and out the outside. But you know, I didn't. I I can't. I mean, if if I had to name one, I would I would probably say outside of obviously my special teams guys. I would. I mean, because I always took the practice squad guys to dinner and yeah they made good money too but you know they didn't get an opportunity a lot of them never played a lot of them were on you know on the roster for one week some were on for years but never got a chance to play didn't get much money um yeah to the average american job actually absolutely it's great money on the practice squad but you, you know that's still they have to go through a lot to never get an opportunity so I, I always took care of those guys as much as i could because those are the ones that are working their tails off that goes unnoticed to the public not to people in practice because, you know, those are the guys pushing them. But um, I would probably say Hines. You know, I was uh, – Oh, yeah. Hines, Hines, he wasn't out all the time, but he had his own bar, and we used to go there a lot. And, you know, we went – you know, we'd go to dinner, and I had certain – like Thursday nights when Ben first came to the league, it was, you know, I was always a Ben. Um, you know, and it changed as his stature got better and as he yeah. was the starting quarterback. And, you know, but, I mean, Joey Porter, Clark Hagens – Casey Hampton, those were that was my crew. I mean, they they brought the goofy kicker um, just to have fun with them, <laughs> but uh, because they knew I was going to do something funny. But you know, I I can't really say there was one person I don't like because there isn't, um, and I can't really say I wouldn't have hung out with any of them because man, I used to go over to people that were married with kids, Aaron Smith, Chris Hoke, um, guys like that. They were married with kids that went in the Creek, uh, Clint Crewall, all those guys, they would invite me over for dinner and stuff. So I'd hang out with their families. Man, I haven't so heard they, that name in forever. Yeah. Well, you know, I think Clint, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I think he is the police chief in his town. Um, right. I, I think he's, I think he's in Wisconsin, but I don't want to be quoted on that, but yeah, he's a police chief now, but you know, he, I mean, I, I, I talked to them through Facebook and, and, uh, text, but I don't have everybody's number anymore because everybody changed their number every damn week. So, and, uh, but, you know, when we do have like a reunion of some sort and the Super Bowl 10-year reunion and stuff like that, and I get a bunch of guys' numbers and I keep in touch with them because ultimately we did a lot of stuff on that field that nobody can take from us. And we, we, we're a band of brothers. It's not the military. You know, we're, we're not, you know, fighting for our country. Um, but we are, we are fighting for a city and, uh, and, and re- trying to represent 
Pennsylvania and in Pittsburgh in a certain way. And, uh, it's a band of camaraderie. You can't, can't really separate. So, um, I thought as many as I can, uh, doesn't matter what position doesn't matter if they played one year, I played 10 years with them. It's just, um, that's the kind of band of brothers in Pittsburgh that you have. I mean, some of the teams I, for the first five years, I felt like I was on a college team. And I, I mean that by saying everyone was on the same page. The reason we won Super Bowls is because we loved each other. We really enjoyed being around each other. It wasn't just a job where you play football, you work out, you go home. You play football, you work out, you go home. It wasn't that. I mean, we, we couldn't wait to hang out with each other in the off season, even when people went home for a couple months. They come back and we're right back to that camaraderie. So that was why for a long time there, Pittsburgh was really successful. Absolutely. Hey, let me ask you this. You, you used the word successful right there. And, and when you guys were successful, you won two Super Bowls. Um, how long do you just, how often do you just throw those rings on and just walk around the house or wear them around town? And be like, look what I got. Well, you know, I, I do a lot of uh, charity events. I'm a motivational speaker now. Um, obviously it's been a rough year for that kind of stuff. Cause you can't be around crowds right? and you can't understand people with a mask on, but, um, you know, it's every kind. Every time I have an event like that, or a toy drive, or anything, um, I talk to a lot of high schools. I talk to a lot of middle schools, even elementary. You know, so anything like that, they're always on. But I try to hide them from myself because those are two things. I said I told somebody one time because all, all people want to talk about is money, and I say, you know, money's cool, and you can spend it or you can lose it or you can, you know get threatened for it. However, it all works out. People can use and abuse you. I said, the one thing they can't take is my jewelry. Um, so, you know, when you, when you play that game, even though you, you do put yourself in a, a financial position to be very successful the rest of your life, you play it to win. And, um, so those, those rings and I sign them up as much as possible. They're insured. Uh, you know, I'm, I promise you that, you know, there's, I said, I said one day if I'm ever homeless, I'll be in a bus stop with my rings on <laughs> because, and I promise you, I'll find somebody to bring me a blanket or, or give me a chance to shower. So, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's what those mean to me because it's not just, man, they're expensive, cool rings with a lot of diamonds. I mean, you earn that. That's why you play the game. Absolutely. So Jeff, I, I grew up as a lifelong Pittsburgh Steelers fan and, and hands down between you and Bettis were probably my two favorite players. I think it was just your hair. I don't know. But as a fan, I would always come into the stadium early and, and watch you warm up and scream to try to get your autograph. And you never really answered me, so I just thought, are you, are you hard of hearing or anything? <laughs> Can you not hear well, us when we're, we're up there yelling? Well, when I get on the field, I try to tune everybody out. Man, um, I would scream. But, I, but, it, but it, wasn't, it wasn't on purpose. I'll certainly sign something for you now. I mean, it may not be as cool, but it's the same person. No, hell yeah. I still got your jersey, so. Well, I'll take you up yeah, on that. I, I, I can absolutely sign whatever you need me to sign now, and I apologize for that. Nah, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> don't make him feel bad, Matt. I'm just giving you crap. It, it, I, ben still doesn't answer me today, so. It's kind of creepy when the 30-year-old guy yeah, is screaming in the It's a little stand. weird now. Now I have a kid, though, and I put him up front. <laughs> oh, that's okay. You guys, the, you Pittsburgh fans are crazy, and that's, that's that was another fun part about Pittsburgh. You, all, you already know. No matter who you play, what the score is, you're either going to catch a lot of hell or you're going to – people are going to name kids after you, you know, if you're doing great. Um, you know, so that's that's the one thing that people don't understand. That I don't care how many – if you're in the Hall of Fame is awesome, of course. But if you're a Hall of Famer, 
no, no, I mean, doesn't if you didn't play for the Pittsburgh Steelers at one point in your career, you just don't get it. I will say that. And, um, you know, you can, as Ben said in the interview, I did, I uh, did see that, uh, when they played the Cowboys, they talking about America's team, which, you know, but Cowboys been around a long time. So I give them that, but as Ben said, it, the world's team must be Pittsburgh because I mean, everywhere you go in the world, man, shoot, I was supposed to go to Mexico, um, and even Germany to do an appearance. And that was this year. Of course, I didn't get to do it because they're not allowing us to do stuff like that. But I mean, if, if you're if you're invited to those places, that's a pretty damn big deal. I, I mean, agree. usually you go you know to where you used to play in Pittsburgh. There's a lot of things to do. A lot of a lot of people to shake hands, take pictures with, sign autographs. But when you're going you know over the water, I mean that's that's some special stuff. So, uh, what was your favorite place to kick, and what was the absolute worst place to kick? Well, let me see. You know, I, I would say a dome is my favorite, um, but you know, I I had to I had to ad lib and change a lot of things on Heinz Field when I played there. And it's not everyone talks about wind and weather. Well, you know, it gets cold a lot of places. Cleveland was really tough, um, but it also gets windy a lot of places. Uh, Miami was tough. I mean, if you've ever I've never played, you know, I never played competitive baseball, which I wish I would have back in the day, but I didn't. But kicking on baseball dirt, kicking a field goal is not what you kind of expect to do because that's really hard, you know. Um, and, and, you know, Oakland was the same way. So, I mean, I think Pittsburgh is not because I played there and I'm giving myself props. I think Pittsburgh was by far when I was playing the toughest place to kick. Um, there's no doubt about it. And it wasn't. A lot of it was the footing. Um, there, you know, Heinz Field was brand new when I got there. You know, it opened in 2001. I started in 2002. So, you know, they were still trying to get a feel for what kind of grass. Should they put turf in? Should they do this? Should they change out the field every few weeks? Or should they do, you know, everyone's trying to get a feel for what they should do. So that being said, you have a job to do, so you don't really worry about that. You just find a way to do your job as best you can. And um, so – that's why Heinz Field is the toughest for me. Of course, it was cold. I mean, I came from North Carolina. When it gets 50 degrees here, we're freezing. You know, uh, <laughs> not anymore. You know, now I've turned into a wimp. Where if it's 35, I'm like, man, I got to go inside. Yeah, and, we we uh, live in Ohio, so we don't we don't know what that's like down there in North Carolina. Right. So Ohio, Pennsylvania, you know, similar weather. So when I came, I came kicking on Bermuda grass, like a golf green. You know, except for my high school was a little, you know, not not the best field, but. College was perfect at Chapel Hill. So, you know, but then we come up there and, you know, it's sleeting. It's super windy. It's super cold. My tryout was 18 degrees and sleeting. And I'm like, what, what is this? They play football in this stuff? You know, that's, you know, so that was the toughest field uh, to kick on. But the best field, I would have to say my favorite field that I ever kicked on. And and I had some good games there. I only, I only played there a few times. But San Diego. Um, Qualcomm. That was, that's just a. Uh, yeah, you know, it was a different feel. Obviously, it was an older stadium. Uh, obviously, the team's moved now. But, I mean, the the weather there is just unreal. I mean, it's just – it's never really windy, and it's it's never hot, hot, and it's never cold. I it, mean – It's beautiful. They don't, they, those guys don't know how good they have it out there. Let me ask you this. You kicked in the NFL for a long time. Was there ever – a, a kick you go into a game and you just didn't like that kicker whether it was maybe it was phil dawson you guys obviously kicked against each other many many times uh, was there ever a kicker in your career that you just didn't like that guy and, and you just thought you were better than him and you guys would just have a nice little kicking duel maybe in warm-ups or something 
Well, no, here's the thing. I mean, it's like a fraternity. I mean, whether you're playing against each other or not, I mean, Phil Dawson, out of all people, and Shane Graham, who I played against numerous times in Cleveland and Cincinnati, those were in, even Matt Stover, he was a little bit different, but I mean, he, we were all, I mean, they were, they were, yeah, I mean, they, but everybody was helpful. They didn't come out there and think they ruled the world. I mean, we were, we were gen, genuinely, like, I still talk to Shane, and if I had Phil's number, I would certainly talk to him. Uh, yeah. You know, it was kind of like a fraternity. But, you know, there's a couple guys out there that, like, Vinatieri was super cool. A lot of people hated Vanerjack. He was awesome. Um, uh, you know, it, you know, it just – but there's a couple guys that when I played against them, you know, like they'd hit a game winner the, the week before. And the first thing I'm going to say is congratulations. That was a great kick. Before I get a word in, they're like, oh, did you uh, did you see my kick last week? And I'm like, of course, <laughs> of course I did, jackass. But uh, – <laughs> But you know there was there was a few like that because you know they're living, they're you know, that's fine. But you know you don't. Of course you saw it. I mean, if you're playing the game, of course you're going to see highlights, if anything, right. from your same position. You know, out of 32 teams. So, uh, you know, but everybody for the most part, I didn't dis I didn't dislike anyone. Um, nobody was ever rude to me. But I did have numerous times where people would say, in pregame warmups, how in the hell do you kick here every week, and I said, well, I, I'm not doing this by choice. I'm doing this because this team chose me and I love it here. So, you know, but I mean, it's just because it was tough. And, you know, these guys are coming in for one game and they're asking, how in the world are you kicking there? <laughs> and I'm playing 10 games plus playoffs on that. Right. So, you know, but it, it was, uh, it was a, it's pretty much a fraternity. And unless you make yourself an outcast or do something, uh, with an ego or arrogance, then, you know, everybody's pretty tight. So if you knew everybody pretty well, did you ever throw a few back with uh, Sebastian Jankowski at all? We know the speculation of his party life he lived. We know I, I never drank with Sebastian, um, but <laughs> I, I knew him in college. Um, I was a freshman at Chapel Hill, and I think he was a junior at Florida State. And that when I got there, I didn't play. I was on the team, though. Um, we were number four in the country. They were number one. They had Chris Winkie. And, um, I mean, this dude was hitting 70-yard field goals, you know, with, like, no effort in pregame warm-ups. And one of my buddies, or my roommates, uh, my roommate was the soccer goalie. His buddy um, that played on the soccer team with him was best friends with Janikowski. So we all kind of connected that way. But Seabass, he's a, he's a funny dude, man. But, uh, yeah, he – I don't know how he does it anymore. If he still does, but man, he used to, he used to party like a rock star. Man, I'd love, I'd love to hang out with him. But um, he was, a, he was, a, he was a good dude though, man. He was one of those guys that said he told his coach when they played us one. Uh, uh, I don't know. It was like a Monday night game. He just told his coach, "Listen, man, I've slipped three times in pregame warmups. I'm not kicking this game." <laughs> right, that just, man. that was just him. You know, you don't. That, that's nothing I'd ever say because I'd be fired the next day. But, but yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that was just him though. Right on. Hey, Jeff, what's up with Twitter and the disrespect going on? Why do you not have a blue check mark yet? Man, I, I tried to get that. I have a. <laughs> Man, I tried. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I've sent in numerous things. I even have a, a business manager that helps me, and she's she's way more technology savvy than I am. And, you know, I, I don't know. You know, and, and, and then, then I got something back that we're going to do it as soon as COVID's over. And I'm like, well, what? I've been doing this for years, you know? <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I mean, but it really is me. I do control that. I, I control oh, no, everything I said on that. Um, 
and same with Facebook, same with LinkedIn and Instagram. You know, I'm on, I just got on there and, uh, but you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's disrespect. I guess it's stupidity. One or the other. Or both. <laughs> but, we'll uh, go with that one. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, I, I've a, I did everything. I followed all the rules for once and it still didn't work. So <laughs> that's why I don't follow all the rules. Amen. We're, we're going to yeah. get you, we're going to get you trending on Twitter. Get, get Jeff Reed a damn blue check. We got to come up with a good hashtag. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You get whatever you guys say. I'll just retweet it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Hey, last question we got for you before we let you go. And, and again, we truly appreciate you. Um, are you, are you still watching the game? Do you still watch every Sunday? And who do you think's uh, going to take it home this year? Well, you know, I mean, you ask me an honest question, I'll give you an honest answer. So I do watch it. I'm a college football guy over NFL, but I do watch, I do watch NFL, of course. I'm in football pools as is. I'm, I'm a fan now. Gambling um, world? Are you in the gambling world? Because we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. Well, I guess you can call it gambling, but it's really you put in a hundred bucks for the whole season. So it's not okay. like you're you're gambling on every pass. Who's going to score first? Who's going to get receiving yards? All that stuff. No, I don't. I, that's, that's too much stress for me. I don't need that. But um, what I will say is there's a handful. Who I, I do think whoever wins the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl. I, think, I agree with that. Um, however, if as far as NFC, I would say it's going to come down to if Drew Brees comes back healthy, it's going to come down to the Saints and Packers. Um, Might be Washington I now. I mean, they're coming on hot. I think Washington's going to be that. I knew the Steelers were in trouble there um, way before the game started because that defense is stout. And if Alex Smith, he went down with a calf injury, so if he's playing, they're, they're scary. Yeah. Um, not so much with Haskins, in my opinion, just because Alex is just the kind of guy that it's like they rally around him more, you know, um, considering obviously what he's been through and almost died and everything else. So, but, you know, he uh, and I played with Alex in San Francisco, man. And uh, I know you didn't ask me about that, but that's just that's a class act there. No, go ahead. But, Talk about know, Alex so Smith. I, it's a wild story, man. That's you know, it's crazy. Robin West, who was on that Project 11 thing on ESPN. Robin West is their team doctor. Well, Robin West was one of our team doctors in Pittsburgh when I was there. So I didn't even know she was with the well, the football team now, but I guess the Redskins, whatever you call it. But. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's interesting too. But the you know, football uh, team, Jeff, the football team. I know. What's that? The, instead of WTF, it's the WFT. Yeah, that's it. That's a $10,000 yeah. $10, fine for us right there. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can just call in the WTF, man. But uh, Washington team football. I don't know what everybody else is thinking. But uh, but you know, I uh, as far as AFC. Um, I know Steelers fans uh, want me to say Pittsburgh, um, but I'm going to be honest, and I think Kansas City is um, that team. That, that Yeah, they've had some close games. Yeah, they lost to the Raiders, but you got to say that's a rival. Um, but they, they always find a way, and they seem like they're always chilling. Um, you know, they're, they're never stressed. They're never, they make – I mean, Mahomes had at least three interceptions yesterday, and they were up 30 to 10. <laughs> yep. You know, and I mean, the guys are free. And can, can the Steelers get right in there? Absolutely. Yeah, but they got they got to find a, a good great balance in all three, um, you know, all three aspects of the game. So I mean, your your defense can't win every. I mean, yes, defense wins championships. That's a cliche, but that is true. But your defense can't score all the points and do everything else too. Yeah, going you into know, you, the uh, Kansas City topic, you played some great quarterbacks in your time in the NFL. What, what do you think Patrick Mahomes compares better? What, what's your opinion on him? 
Man, I don't know. Well, you gotta understand, I'm not biased, but I was born in Kansas City, Missouri, and before I was, when I was all through college, everything, diehard Chiefs fan. Um, obviously, as Steeler fans, as of winning two Super Bowls in the city of Pittsburgh, I mean that changes. But at the same time, you know, like I, you know, the one team I couldn't stand was Pittsburgh, and the one my favorite team was Kansas City growing up. And but when you go somewhere for work. And you, you change your opinion real quick, you know. So, but but can't, I, I I still do love watching them play. Um, Mahomes is, and I I knew he'd be really good, but I mean, I mean throwing no look passes in the NFL, and, uh, <laughs> and I like, mean just some of the stuff he does, man, it's crazy. Between the legs, behind the back, however you yeah, can throw like him. I, yeah, I'm waiting for him to throw a. Thirty-yard pass to the pile on behind his back. You know? It might but, happen. I mean, that, that, that's just—it's insane. And and there's some great quarterbacks that I've played against. I watched. I mean, I just um, right now I mean, he's taking the cake, but obviously he's in his what third year, fourth year, whatever it is. So, and, and you know, but you know, there's also the, the scary team in the AFC would probably be Tennessee um, because nobody stops um, Henry. And um, and their defense is pretty stout. They have a great coach. What do you think about the and, team that beat Tennessee last week? Any thoughts on on the Cleveland Browns though? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm actually proud of them because it's it was. If I played on that team, which I didn't, I would be so disappointed that you know every year you're going to win maybe one or two games, and that's I mean that's regardless if you're getting a paycheck. That's got to suck. Yeah, so just to and, give uh, you a little reference, it's Browns fan, Steelers fan, Bengals fan. That's our dynamic on our podcast. It's like so. a little AFC North. <laughs> oh, really? Minus, okay. minus the Ravens. Well, well yeah, I got you. Uh, well, the Bengals fan, whoever that is, doesn't have to worry about anything this year. But uh, <laughs> and, and I'm pretty sure the Steelers going to cover that 13-point spread next week, too. Yeah. <laughs> he is a gambler. Joey, <laughs> yeah, Joey, Joey B is taking us to the promised land. Yeah. But that's all right. Yeah, I, I, I like I like Burrow, and he'll be back, and they'll start getting free agents in there to play with him. So they'll be fine. But it'll be a couple years for that. But the Browns are actually – they're that team that loses by 35 then beats two or three teams they shouldn't beat. So the one thing – they're scary. Um, when when uh, Baker's on his game, he can play. Obviously, he's got weapons, and their defense is stout. So, um, you know, sadly enough, they can still win the division. And, you know, so that's something that – Everyone should realize that Steelers are eleven and two. Browns beat the Ravens, you know, if if they do. I mean, they're they're game out. All right, so last and, last last question I should say. <laughs> Who you got tonight? Browns or Ravens? I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out in my pool because I'm actually <laughs> I made a lot of ground I made a lot of ground up uh, this week in my pool and the Ravens are favored. I saw that. But I think I'm gonna go with the Browns. I love because it. They're at home, they have a few fans. Um, they're riding high off their – it should have been a blowout victory against Tennessee, even though it wasn't. Um, they're riding high off that. And, you know, I just – these coaches are starting to figure out Lamar Jackson a little bit. And um, I think – and the weather is supposed to be 35 degrees, no no snow, no ice, nothing crazy. So they'll be able to pass the ball fine. And I, I think Cleveland will win. Uh, hey, I, I'm with you. I'm I'm diehard Browns fan. I'm, I got decked out in Browns gear right now, so I love it. I'm gonna let it in right a little, there. A little slow, but we we appreciate you. <laughs> Jeff, man. We're we gonna pre- end it on that one, huh? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> we appreciate you, man. For real, this is uh, something that's awesome for us in our podcast. So we truly appreciate you, man, and uh, all the best. I appreciate you guys having me on. You guys stay safe out there, man, and uh, hopefully we can find a 
way as, as a country to come together, man, and uh, have, have some of these issues disappear. Absolutely. Hey, I look forward to beating you in cornhole someday. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Reed, everybody. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, Jeff Reed, everybody. Yay! <laughs> Why are you looking at the camera like that? Like, are we good, Connor? Yeah. Are we fine. live? Are we rolling? I was waiting on you to talk. Jeff Reed. Everybody, we live, baby. Great interview there with Jeff Reed. Truly appreciate appreciate him coming on the podcast um, and staying for so long, too. That was, yeah, I mean, awesome. To give us 35 minutes out of his time to hang out with us on this stupid podcast means a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. To talk with four douchebags for 35 minutes. Yeah. What a guy. Um, so, yeah, good stories. I mean, he played in the NFL for a long time. He might have been the Steelers, but it is what it is. But he <laughs> hey, multiple Super Bowls. Best team so. out there. Uh, so, yeah, love that love that for us. Love that for you guys. Let's uh, get into the show and bring it to the table. I'm going to bring it to the table first. Since Matt's back, I have a question that I've had uh, saved here on my notes for quite some time. Oh, boy. Um, so, Matt, I have a question. How does a, a cop get to be a motorcycle cop? Like, how do you get to be that cop? On a motorcycle. I feel like that's a punishment. Is so, it? Like, do you, do, are they, I just feel like it's a little douchey, I feel like. Because they got those, ch- like, leather boots that go up to their knees. I feel like that's something like, here you go, dude. Take this goofy-ass outfit. They're kind of they're kinda douches. Um, <laughs> is it a separate division? It's like, a, it's, who are these people that ride around on motorcycles? 90% of the time, your motorcycle cops are going to be part of your traffic enforcement division. So they're out. The assholes that are always giving me speed. Yeah, they're out riding, riding tickets. They're, Most uh, local departments don't have it. It's just like OSP. Right? OSP and then your larger agency. City of Dayton has a, a motorcycle unit. Uh, Cincinnati, Columbus. Uh, you just put in for it, but to become one, just I, I'll tag you guys in a video later. I mean, just the course they have to go through on this motorcycle. Yeah. obstacle course? Yeah, through nice. cones. And, I mean, they're weaving in and out, and you hit a cone, you're done. Yeah. It's, it's a tough tough uh, gig to get into uh, a lot of those guys get into it because they love motorcycles but one thing i was told when i became a cop was don't get into things you enjoy doing off duty because then it doesn't become enjoyable anymore oh, I yeah get that. my stepdad uh so he did the training to be a bicycle that i know nice. training is terrible yeah he said it's fucking insane like they'll have a staircase with like 50 stairs and you have to ride down it and then like throw the you, bike off and roll and you, he's like dude yeah. it's fucking insane we should do it sometime. <laughs> yeah. we should do it <laughs> when i took it i took it with a class of 25 people four people went to the hospital damn <laughs> he okay, said it's insane <laughs> he was like they make you do shit with a bicycle like you're tony hawk or something uh, the worst is just riding on a fucking bicycle seat for 25 miles my <laughs> fuck oh my god it was torn torn up down there <laughs> <laughs> what are you bringing to the table today, Matt? So, uh, I'm going to Vegas um, Thursday. Nice. And I made this big trip. I We're flying out of Indy instead of Cincinnati. Ooh, we're flying drive. two different airlines. We're doing a layover and my whole thing. And, and we're leaving awful. Yeah, that uh, Vegas Sunday late because I wanted to sit in Vegas and watch the Steelers game. Booked everything. And then I'm like, fuck. Steelers play, play Monday. On Monday. <laughs> oh. so I'm doing all this for nothing. I could have just fuck drove to Cincinnati and, and Called it a direct flight. That's yeah. rough. You still have a good time though. Good yeah, time. I'm looking forward. I'm gonna bet on some of the one o'clock games. Nice. Hopefully, win some money. I might uh, yeah. give you fifty on red. Let's go. So I can I can roll my, right into my bringing it in the table because you know you guys are listening Tuesday. Being a Bengals fan, it's Steeler Week Monday Night Football. Let's go. So. uh I have a little public service announcement for everybody in the uh, Cincinnati area because everybody knows the Pittsburgh Steelers will be traveling into town. So uh, let's give it a listen here. 
is a severe Big Ben Roethlisberger update from 700 WLW. The Tri-State currently under a severe Big Ben warning from now through early Sunday. I'm done. Morning. Turn it off. Quarterback <laughs> has been spotted in the downtown Cincinnati area. All females ages 18 to 40 are to use extreme caution, especially if heavily consuming alcohol. Males should also be on the lookout just in case. If you see Big Ben and he flashes Little Ben, you are asked to report it to authorities immediately. Again, a severe Big Ben warning in effect until early Sunday morning. He poses the greatest threat to 18 to 40-year-olds, especially those with boob jobs in the downtown <laughs> Cincinnati area. You are safe if you live in Butler or Claremont counties, pretty much anywhere in Kentucky and most of southeast Indiana. When Ben's penis breaks out, we break in. Garrett Sablehouse, News Radio 700 WLW. Fuck Thanks you, for keeping us safe. <laughs> the streets are now. safe. Watch so, out for Big Ben. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was great. That Connor, was fantastic. Connor, go ahead. We're done. All right, so I just got a little debate for you guys. Uh, this came up on my Twitter feed the other day. I got some stats wrote down that I would like to give you before you make your, your final answer. So the debate is, if a grizzly bear and a gorilla were going to fight to the death, who would win? The grizzly bear and a gorilla. Hold on, let me give you some stats. You talking like a silverback gorilla? Is your mic on, Connor? I don't know if your mic's on. Can you hear me? Oh, there we go. Oh, there wow. he is. So, a gorilla, average about five feet tall. Okay. Stronger than 20 humans combined. Okay. Weigh about 430 pounds and can run 25 miles an hour. A grizzly bear, on the other hand, can run 35 miles an hour. Jeez. Weighs anywhere between about 500 and 1,300 pounds. They stand 3.5 feet tall, but when they actually stand up, they can be about 9 feet tall, and they're six times stronger than humans. Also, fun fact, they can smack a human's head clean off. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do they that know that? I'm, I'm still going. I, 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 they have to know somehow. I got the gorilla. I'm going gorilla. Yeah, that's I'm what gonna, I'm saying. I'm going to oh, go I'm gorilla. Going just grizzly bear. A gorilla is much two more agile, bigger. dude. They're just more they, like a human. They have the yeah. hands. They can. They move eat. on two legs. And I just feel like the pow. only thing that the grizzly bear has is claws and maybe teeth. But I think the gorilla could just grab it and just squeeze it to death and done. Nah. On to the next. No, dude. I feel like gorilla just bop like this. Done. You think so? Yeah. I, 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 I don't, don't think so. That grizzly bear stands up nine feet tall, bro. Yeah, but the... The, the bigger they are, the, the harder they fall. Smack his head clean off, bro. <laughs> that would be uh, if he got the lucky shot. <laughs> man, you never know, man. I'm going grizzly bear we'll all lie. the way. I don't know if we'll ever know. But, uh, all hey, wasn't there a show that used together. to do that? Well, I, I thought there was know. a show on the Discovery Channel that used to put like alligator versus shark who would win. Like actually have them fight to the it. death. It was just like science. That might it was be oh, not okay. real. Animal. Not real. Okay. Yeah. I was like, that it's might be. It was illegal. like a myth, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. definitely. We need to look, we'll have our lawyers <laughs> look into that. Maybe we get a TV show going. Just <laughs> weird animals fighting each other. Do we have a beer, beer review? Yeah. We do. Beer review. Yeah, I brought one. Cody's. Uh, <laughs> if you can't tell, Cody's pushing the show along because the turds play here in. Yep, the Browns. About an hour and a half. Browns Ravens coming up soon. I, got wi to, I uh, wish it wasn't going to be a good the game. The Cleveland Dukies. Got to get to that. So we got some Mad Tree. This is our second Mad Tree, I believe, right? Yeah. We yeah. That I believe so. That All right, passing around. Take one down. Pass By the way, we are, we're are we about two or three ah. beers away from filling the shelf. Yeah, we're going to have to start building shelves. Yeah, we got to get uh, get on our shelf game. If you make shelves, make sure you reach out to Hat Cabin Media because we need a beer shelf. 
Um, what do we got here, Matt? This is brought to you by Matt the Ranger. Now Matt the Cop. Uh, Matt the Popo. <laughs> uh, Matt the Cop. Uh, Lift. Kolsch. What's a Kolsch-style ale? Well, uh, you're about to find out. Con- no, I'm asking Connor. He's, oh. he's the beer. It's like an IPA, <laughs> but a KSA. <laughs> it's a KSA. Like a cut to the IPA. It's a KSA. KSA. Same family. IPA. Mad Tree Brewing Company, 4.7% alcohol. Kolsch-style ale. Let's see what we got. Actually, Good. tastes like an IPA. Okay. Not as bad as it smells. So. It, it, I don't think it has it. the IPA taste at all. It smells good. Honestly, smells I don't good. know what good. an IPA tastes like. I think it tastes pretty good. Is this like a? That's kind of tastes like an IPA. It's like a stronger Bud Light. If you don't yeah, know, that's, what, that's, that's exactly I was, what I was. Gonna I was say. about to say, if you don't know us, we are dumb when it comes to this kind of beer stuff. At least I am. Except for it Matt. tastes Matt like a it. a light IPA. No. Or a little. I would bit just go with a hard Bud Light. Yeah, that's you see. You see where this is brewed. Kind of cool. It's bre- uh, the brewery is housed in a pre WW or World War Two airplane hangar. Nice. Oh, that's dope. I almost said WWF for some reason. <laughs> WWE <laughs> fucking <laughs> arena. Mad Tree Brewing Company Lift Kolsch style ale. Not bad. I'll give it an eight. Not bad. I'm going to go seven two. I'll give it a six. I'll go like eight four. I like it. No, it's good. That's good. Matt, what I have are a you question. bringing us those slushy beers, dude? You, Ooh, slushy beers. you keep sending them to us on Snapchat. Twenty twenty five dollars for a four pack. So Matt does a beer review on the podcast, and then he also does like his own beer review at his house, like every week. Yep, Matt's drinking a different fucking beer. Ooh, it's a uh, that's from a uh, uh, brewery called Four Twenty or Five. Um, I don't know. Four Fifty North. That's it. <laughs> Four fifty uh, yeah. west. Four fifty west. Two fifty west. Two. It's it's, it's in Indiana, like pretty far. It's about two and a half hours away. A buddy texted me; he was going out. I sent him about hundred and eighty bucks on Venmo, and he came back with tons of beer. Damn! So it's all, all I gotta do is tell you I'm going out, and you'll just send me hundred eighty dollars. I expect <laughs> something in return. Well, oh, I, okay. Cody tried one. Uh, what did you think of it? What did I try? Uh, that what holiday? Thanksgiving. I gave you a little sippy sip. Oh, you gave me that Hershey's. Uh, no, that was a that was one of the slushy ones. Oh, you did give me that one too. I I'll be honest, I don't remember. <laughs> Cody's big fan of it. <laughs> big fan. <laughs> it was good. Yes, very good. Delicious. Um, yeah, we had. Yeah, I don't remember much from that night. Oh boy. That's how tonight might be. You know, we might make. You might wake up tomorrow and be happy, and you might wake up tomorrow and not remembering what even. Well, let's hope it's a little bit of both. Yeah, Let's go brownies. Um, Matt, I do have a random question for you, though. You sent us a screenshot uh, like a week, maybe two weeks ago. The Sacramento Kings, right? Am I right? Do I have that right? The basketball yeah, team? Yeah, yeah. The Sacramento Kings, the NBA basketball team, followed you on Twitter. Yeah. One of the uh, most random things I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. I, I, I got the notification. I didn't see it. It do they like still it follow out, you? Yeah, we're still, Did you they're DM still following like, me. I mean, no, I haven't done anything yet. Uh, when you said that, I was like, oh, let's get them on the podcast. The whole damn team. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Did they draft a guy named Randolph and they just followed the wrong maybe guy? Maybe they thought, maybe, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Maybe this guy's just... a part-time cop in the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his shack going on. <laughs> <laughs> Not often is it you get followed by just a random. I mean, that's I like the most random NBA team, too. It's fun fact. Like, do you know the Sacramento Kings used to be the Cincinnati Royals? I think I did know that. I Maybe. feel like me and you had this conversation. I, we, before. I feel like we just talked about this yesterday. Yeah, yeah, they still follow me. Nice, Sacramento Kings. If you're listening to the Caveman Media Podcast, we'd love to have you on. <laughs> Any of you, whoever. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Can you name one player? Um, Tyreek LeBron Evans. James? De'Aaron Fox. He plays for the Kings, doesn't he? Yeah. Does Tyreek Evans still play there? Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna hit, I up could, my, hit up my connection. I, I could not name any Kings. I feel like somebody player. else from UK plays there too, but. 
I have not a single clue. NBA though, right around the corner. Uh, could I care less. Though. Same. What? I don't know. <laughs> Look, there he is. I like Did you hear what Nick Chubb said? What did he say? Insert cricket noises. <laughs> 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 Nick Chubb, the ultimate. That was so funny when Connor got us all with that. Like, Cody's like, I haven't seen anything. What? What did he say? The best part I was, was freaking Cody's out. Dude. Cody <laughs> stole my fucking joke. Oh, I sent it to like sent it three to Zach yeah. and, and my dad. Yeah, I sent it to like three people. You guys want to go around the league real quick? NFL Week 14 review? Hold on. Before we do that, uh, did you guys know that the Incredible Hawk originates from Dayton, Ohio? Yeah, I just saw that today, actually. No, yeah. why? No, he, his hometown no is Dayton, Ohio. Oh, did you know, going back to your bring it to the table the other weeks ago, that monolith thing, that yeah. they have video of TikTokers moving it? Do they? Yeah. Are you sure? Yep. Go look it up. I'll look into it. Because people, there was too much foot traffic, and they were creating a footprint on well, the after landscape. it happened, yeah, a lot of, uh, like millions of people, probably not millions, but a lot of people went and saw it. Yeah, and then TikTokers moved it because they were pissed that there was, the land couldn't handle all the traffic of people coming to see it. So there's video of TikTokers moving it. Interesting. But there's no video of TikTokers putting it there. Interesting. Here we go. Nice <laughs> little debate. Speaking of debate, I, I know, Connor, lost. you had a, a good little uh, movie question you wanted to ask the boys. Yeah, so we all know Zac Efron besides maybe uh, Old Man over He's there. He's come from High School Musical. Yes. yes, that is, yeah. Um, I was just, so actually what brought this up is Kaylee and I were watching High School Musical the other night. Great movie. Check it out. And I was just thinking about how Zac Efron grew as an actor and as a person and how many fucking great movies he has. I'm going to be honest real quick about Zac Efron. And no homo here. No homo. attractive man. No homo. If you're going to say what I think you're going to say, it's full homo. It's pretty good looking fucking dude. Hey, hey. That sounds full homo Are you with me, Connor? Oh, I'm 100% with you, but they are are brothers. He's five eight. He's a yeah. good looking dude. It's in the genetics. They yeah. can't help He's it. He's a good looking dude. It's a great thing. So just throwing out some movies here. You got High School Musical, Baywatch, Extreme. Wait, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. He's in the new Baywatch? The new Baywatch. Well, yes. oh, I know who the, he is. The Extremely best. Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. That's a great movie. Never heard of it. Yeah. Have that's three the one that where he just... plays Ted Bundy. Bad Grandpa. Oh, that is a that, good one. That's a good on one. Bad, Bad Grandpa is the best one he's ever yeah, done. Yeah, Neighbors 1 and 2. Dirty Grandpa. Uh, Seventeen again. That's a really good movie. That awkward moment. That's yeah, a really you good movie. You haven't said my favorite one yet. Uh, High School Musical. Newer. Three. That's newer. Nope. It's newer. Two. Charlie St. Cloud. No. Where is it? Mike and Dave. Mike and wedding Dave. Dates. Wedding dates. That one that is, is so, so funny. Fucking Jesus funny. There's, there's also a movie that called is We Are, we are Your oh, Friends, and I know so none of good. you have seen that. Is it on that. Netflix? No. That's it. Really might good. be. Uh, that the, Mike and Dave need wedding dates with the dude from Workaholics. Fucking hilarious. Is so yeah, good. that one well, who, is hilarious. Who's from Workaholics? The short, stubby guy. Oh, I need to check that out. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's hilarious. Pretty funny. So, is Anna Kendrick in that one? Yeah. 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 Oh. She's one of the two girls that they... Yep. Mm. So, anyway, my favorite's probably Neighbors. Or Mike and Dave. Neighbors is Dave. hilarious, too. Mike and Dave. Him and Seth Rogen. Definitely going Baywatch. Still, Dirty Grandpa is still my Dirty favorite. Grandpa, That's hilarious. Him and De Niro. I know. I mean, what a combo. Yeah, yeah. What a combo. Your Jeez. dog's drinking my beer. Sorry, dude. If you're watching on the YouTube, which you better be, go to the Cayman Media YouTube. You'll see uh, Connor's dog. I, I refuse to say his name. Burrow. Burrow. Yep, that's it. Um, and before we get into sports, I just want to give a big, huge shout out. I know everybody was watching to the Columbus Crew. Good job, oh, bringing, yeah. hey. good job bringing the home the Cup. It is. MLS Cup champion. It is crazy though. Just last year, the city was talking about getting rid of them. 
You want to yeah. know something also fun about the Columbus Crew? Yeah, we already Cody already told us, and we don't that care. Own the Columbus Crew own the Cleveland Browns. They just got the first football championship. They're about to get another one. Oh, wow. Here we go, Brownies. How much All you want right. to put on that? Cut, cut that off. <laughs> cut that. All right, Connor. let's go around the league. The NFL. Obviously, the Browns are about to play. As of right now, if you guys are listening, you already know that the Browns are ten and three. Um, Cody Let's looks see. like you look like you're about to beg me for change. <laughs> I mean, it's a night game. What do you want me to do? Hey, I didn't realize you had every. On. Go ahead. Hey, team was I've been to Cleveland they... once, and there was a dude begging me the, for change as like soon as I got out of the car. Go ahead. Sorry. Speaking of, we need to post that video again. We should. We should. Uh, the Bengals—they lose to the Cowboys, thirty to seven. Yeah. Yeah. A good, good showing for Did Andy Did you Dolan. expect anything else? <laughs> I honestly, I kind of did. When I wet noodle Ryan Finley enters the game at some point, we are. Ryan fun. Finley is absolute garbage. He's not even practice squad worthy. You could put a ball boy with a jugs machine back. There. I He'd could do what Ryan, Ryan Finley, Finley did. Finley. Just run back, go, oh fuck, oh fuck, and let somebody sack me. That's what he does every single Three time. Three step drop, yeah. and then if he he hasn't got hit yet, he just throws the ball <laughs> <Yeah>. away. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what to do after that. And one of the Bengals guy was like, I feel bad for Ryan Fentley because, you know, the Bengals line sucks, but they really don't fucking block for that guy. Like, I don't know what he ever did to him. Honestly, there wasn't a lot of good games yesterday, to be honest. I was looking at the, the games on ESPN here, and there really wasn't that many good games yesterday. Um, I mean, the the Steelers and the Bills, obviously, that was a top-tier game. Two good teams. Mm. But it was be- so the bad. Better, the better team came out on top. It was definitely a defensive the game. Pittsburgh's last three games have been so hard to I'm Pittsburgh sorry but they are so I, hard to watch I well first offensively off, it's so bad they don't know how to fucking hold on to the ball hey they can dance though they, hey, they juju damn they love dancing Lots on the of logo. they mean, might have the most followers on tiktok combined as a team chase claypool hey, dude chase. it gave me chills when josh allen was like they want to fucking dance we want to fucking play let's I, go win this boy i swear when i saw that tiktok at the beginning of the game not i saw it on twitter i think of him dancing on the uh, logo i didn't see until i, I saw, immediately yeah, I saw. thought like oh he fucked well up. he's done <laughs> yeah. it the last like four or five he games. does it every yeah uh, he tried to do it in dallas and they that's the only team that stopped. I him. wish we still had Vontez Burfick and he tries to do it this week. Oh, dude, shit fuck right. yeah. I will put my bank account on it. He does not do that next week. I, I better I will. Hope. Guaranteed. There will, I think there will be he, somebody he on the Bengals. In Cincinnati. There will be somebody on the Bengals team that will fucking rock his he shit. He knows they're going to fucking demolish us. Why wouldn't he? I just he? feel like there's he took so much heat from it this week, he's not going to do it. He laid low. It's kind of pissed me care. off, though. I mean, we had the, the loss in Washington, and then Juju laid low until game day, but... Chase Claypool next day is making TikToks. Oh, yeah. What I was going to say, Claypool has uh, 52 TikToks this year, 50 receptions. Nice. Out <laughs> of the fucking day right there. I love that. From Stat Guy Connor. Stat Guy Connor. That's a, that should be what a Twitter a fucking handle. mic drop right there by Connor. That was yeah, beautiful. I, still, I, do, I do love Claypool, and I do love our receiving core, but they need to fucking catch the ball. T. James Connor needs to be cut. Ebron, Immediately. Eric Ebron is terrible. Ebron, he just he cannot catch a fucking ball. Did you see ball. him? A lot of Steeler fans are upset, and I don't. It doesn't bother me, but the way he came up to Josh Allen after the game, yeah, interrupted his yeah. Uh, oh, Eric Ebron yeah. broadcast. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty. Yeah, rude. but what's wrong with? And he was smiling, know. saying it yeah. literally looked like he was a Bills player. He ran up to him, he was, dabbed him up. I was think that's smiling. why a lot of Steeler fans were excited. And then I tried to do some research to see if they have history together, like if they were. Boys, Nothing. but Nothing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It understand. was absolutely embarrassing, in my opinion. Ebron has more drops in the past three or four weeks than Travis Kelsey probably has on the year. We haven't had a, a good tight end since Heath Miller. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, Google uh, Vance McDonald, you guys like uh, uh, for the Nah, man. He was just he was like he a stiff rebound. armed the guy once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys got anything else before we wrap this bad boy up? Nope. All right, that's the podcast. What a big one it was. Shout out Jeff Reed for coming on the show. We truly, truly appreciate it. A big get for us. Shout out to you, Matt, for making that happen. Yeah, I have to thank. Thanks a million for coming on. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, hopefully we can do it again sometime. He's a pretty cool guy. I think we could definitely get him on again. So um, if you're not watching on YouTube, make sure you go check out the YouTube. Subscribe. We're, we're doing a lot of stuff on there. We look forward to all the future stuff. And, and if you're not on the YouTube, you're, you're missing right now. You're missing <laughs> Connor's dog just absolutely going ham on Connor's legs. So go to the YouTube. It's a good time. We appreciate you guys for listening to this podcast. At Cayman Media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Myself at Sports at Ohio, at Hooday Drew, at Matt DePopo, at Real Connor Gray. Give us a follow. Jeff Reed, you're the man. Go Browns. E L E. Bitch, I'm from Kentucky, but this ain't no fucking Dixie Chicks. This is not Route 66. She step out, take like 50 flicks. I'm way too selective with the folks that I get mixy with. She said, that's a lie, boy, you a thigh, thigh, thigh. Just left out the city, it was high, high, high. Mm, think they fucking with me, but they not, not, not. I just cannot stop, I'm about to buy my bro a drop. She came to kick it with her friends, they taking shots, shots, shots. I'm, I'm a hot shot. Hey, met her at the club and I took her to the casa. Get bread nonstop, know my name, ring a bell like Raja. From the city like Rondo Rajan, but I'm from the white side like Hassan. Yo, way too fly, but I'm not trying. Ooh, had y'all's fun, but it's my time. Ooh, chain go bling, I ain't talking about hotline. Young and I got time, but I finally got one, it's about time. Make the whole city shine every time that I shine. Let me know now if you're not down, cause you left and you're not round. Need a julep and a hot brown, go ahead, let that top down. Bitch, I'm from Kentucky, but this ain't no fucking Dixie Chicks. This is not Route 66. She step out, take like 50 flicks. I'm way too selective with the folks that I get mixy with. She said that. That's a lie, boy, you a thigh, thigh, thigh Just left out the city, it was high, high, high mm, Think they fucking with me, but they not, not, not I just cannot stop, I'm about to buy my bro a drop She came to kick it with her friends, they take a shot, 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 shot Yeah, white gold over my chrome heart, 10 bands sloppy I ain't got no card, I don't feel nothing for the most part Fat boy drive this bitch like a go-kart Slide through the op block, shooting out blow darts I've been rich before I signed Shirt cost five, wear it one time She don't slurp, get out of my ride Run my city, you can ask my ops Love my thoughts from maps like mops Shirt off, chains on in a drop I spent 20 G's for a clock Put a Billy GT in my mouth We don't sell CDs out this house, still got and now I'm like, what's a drought, 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 Bitch, I'm from Kentucky, but this ain't no fucking Dixie Chicks This is not Route 66, she step out, take like 50 flicks I'm way too selective with the folks that I get mixy with She said, that's a lie, boy, you a thigh, thigh, thigh Just left out the city, it was high, high, high mm, Think they fucking with me, but they not, not, not I just cannot stop, I'm about to buy my bro a drop She came to kick it with her friends, they taking shots, 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 shots.